To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody liked Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it in the ass. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? Why the f*** is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from a well-rested spare parts studio. Like, subscribe, share, donate, PositiveSarcasm.com, slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Go to my website, check out all my things and questions, concerns, comments. You can email me directly through my website. Go to the contact page, or you can email me directly if you want, PositiveSarcasm at Outlook.com. If you're opposing, uh, looking for your opposing music, because you're a bodybuilder, fitness competitor, physique competitor, you can go there, check out my demos. You can email me directly as well. I want to get started by doing a little flashback to a comment I made about uh, OxyContin, uh, Purdue Pharma, the now defunct Purdue Pharma, when they had deliberate actions in trying to push the drug OxyContin, which resulted in millions of deaths due to opioid overdosing. So here is that uh, thing I said a long time ago, which holds true to this day. This is not a no contest. This is not a undisclosed settlement. This is a full on, we f***ing did it. We knew what we were doing. We tried to cover it up. We paid people to push it. We are the ultimate mob. We pushed doctors to push the sh. We didn't care who it f***ing affected. We didn't care how many towns it destroyed. We didn't care how many people it killed. We wanted to make money. We didn't care how. Push the f***ing pills. Shove it down their f***ing throats in any way, shape, or form. They did not care. Tell me how that's any different from what's going on today after what the Wall Street Journal has published and after what Project Veritas has been shoving down our throats in the past few days themselves and the stuff that the great John Campbell, the doctor from not just Robert Malone and Peter McCullough um, and Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss and Elon Musk, who owns Twitter. And is running fa- running Facebook and Instagram and TikTok essentially out of town. What Project Veritas just dropped, of course, obviously uh, verifies my statement. And this is – look, the opportunity to make not just – I mean did Purdue Pharma make a shit ton of money at the expense of people's we- livelihoods and people's wealth, uh, people's health? Absolutely they did. But this is on a much grander scale. And much grander scale. Now, don't get me wrong. The opioid crisis, I got to have a sip of coffee. I'm sorry. I need it. Sorry. Give me one second. Even though I said I'm well rested. Come on. Got to keep this pony up to speed. Hmm. Yes. Did Is the opioid epidemic still reigning to this day, resulting in millions of people overdosing and dying and basically lives ruined, families ruined? Yes, of course. So I guess you could say the reigning champ is per, is for sure at this point the opioid the opioid crisis 100%. It's ruined many many small cities and uh, suburban neighborhoods blah 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 blah. 
okay, what are we dealing with now? Well, I don't know if you saw the latest stuff from John Campbell about the actual side effects all be rare or what have you, depending upon what's actually being published, the amount of studies that were released, the amount of studies that came from Pfizer, Moderna, Novavax, name your place that was trying to make a, a freaking vaccine in order to profit. Because obviously, it's you got a product and people need it, people want it, they're going to buy it, make a lot of money. What about the studies? Fuck the studies. Skew them in our favor. That's all that matters. Get it out there. Push the product. Get it and get somebody to buy it. Who can? Who, who's going to buy it? The federal government, and who's better at censoring things than the federal government? You know them well. They do it all the time. So, hold on. More coffee. Let's keep going. John Campbell, who is a scientist from Britain. Well, not a scientist, excuse me. He's a doctor, MD, from Britain, who has been... I've been watching him uh, probably since the... Mostly from the beginning, back in... 20, late 2020s, early 2021, when this thing started, he was very about, you know, you know, get your get your vaccine. Here's the groups that re- really need it. Here's what it, it does. Here's what the studies say. And he was about it. He was absolutely about it. Get your get your, you know, the the effective the effective rate of the of the of the jab was up there. He was just he was on that team. And then you start watching him do his studies. Let me pull up John Campbell really quick. I'm pretty sure I could find him for you. Well, I'm gonna keep that. I want to keep that actually right where it is. Let me go back to YouTube here. Give me one second. I'm sorry. I am so unprepared. Let me go find John Campbell. John Campbell. There he is. There's the, there's my guy. This is somebody. This guy right here. This freaking. This British guy right here. Let me see right here. Um, What do I want to pull up here? Okay. So if you want to find him on YouTube, he is at Campbell Teaching or Dr. John Campbell. 2.65 million subscribers. Got a check mark on him. Um, he started. I don't know how how old his channel is, but he's he was talking about all kinds of stuff a long, long time ago. Hemorrhages, physiology, clinical skills, assessments. He's got 2,200 videos, and he generally he puts out like a solid few videos, four to five videos a week. Actually, actually, today's talk apparently, Pfizer issues a press statement. Ooh, I got that one. We gotta jump into. Let me move that. Open a link, new tab for that. Um, but he was in the very beginning about, you know, obviously vaccines because vaccines, you know, they are known to save lives. Vaccines, it, essentially, the rabies vaccine is something that I give to my dog because if he gets bit by something that is rabid, a a rabid raccoon or another rabid dog, if he's not vaccinated against rabies, it will kill him. And that is, that would be absolutely tragic and so irresponsible on my part because, I mean, I've done everything to keep him safe and happy and well-fed and, you know, all that stuff. To just disregard something like that, hey, it is safe. It is effective. If he doesn't get it, he will die if he gets bit by something with rabies. If he if he does get bit by something with, that's rabid, but he has his vaccine, he's going to be okay. That is what you want out of something like that. That is what you want out of modern medicine. That's exactly what you want. Okay? Humans don't need it, but if you get bit by something that's rabid, you can actually go and get the shots and you'll be okay. You can't do it after the fact with dogs, but you can do it after the fact with people. 
It hurts, but it's effective. Watching Dr. John Campbell, though, as he's decided he's over time doing all this studying and all this work. And it's an interesting channel where he's just sitting there and he's highlighting things and circling things and, and underlining things. And he's talking about all this information, highly hard to, to understand information. He's breaking it down for you, essentially, you know, risk groups, excess deaths, effectiveness rates, how they decline, how long does it take for them to decline? And then the data he's seeing, because people are slowly starting to tug on the thread that is this narrative that has been spun for us. And it's not looking good. And now that certain British government, certain governments are now limiting or regulating what, who exactly you can give this product to. So we're not talking about polio. We're not talking about the flu vaccine, which is, I don't know if it's effective, but it is pretty safe. So basically it's useless. But there is, a, there is a threshold for these things where if a certain amount of the population stops, if it falls below a certain threshold, like let's just say 80%, if 80%, if, if, it, if a population falls below the 80% mark of people not taking the vaccination, there's a chance of this epidemic or, or pan, you know, past pandemic reemerging, this plague reemerging. Or, but that is another topic. We want to talk about the facts at hand here. We're not talking about natural immunity or, or at this moment we're talking about a product that was supposed to be 90 percent effective 95 percent effective 100 percent effective right from the very beginning now obviously it had never been introduced uh in this way this shape way shape or form before like there is the moderna vaccine which is mrna there is the pfizer vaccine which is mrna which is a new type of vaccine or so-called that has never been really tested before or you know on the general public until recently we're all basically fucking guinea pigs except for me um, whereas the Johnson and Johnson one was, I believe, or the AstraZeneca one was an, a natural, like one where you, you know, you get a dead version of the virus and then you grow an immunity to it. But slowly the narrative has been pulling away and jo watching John Campbell evolve and watching his advice change. And you can see, and he's, he's, he's tightrope walking. He's walking that tightrope with such precision as to not piss off the people over at YouTube. Whereas Project Veritas, I, you know what's funny is I, uh, on Friday I did a little test, a little test record, and I was doing this stuff on Project Veritas, and I was watching the entire video, and then I go back to it today, and this is what I see. This video has been removed for violating YouTube's community guidelines. It's like, oh, how about that? So they censored him. Because YouTube has a st very strict policy about this whole COVID thing. There, I mean, but it seems like all the people in the, with the tinfoil hats on, it seems like they're generating a serious frequency because just about everything that they're talking about in the past couple of years has been coming true. So that, it's not even a, consp it's not really a conspiracy. Well, it's, it's a theory about a conspiracy that came true. They are hiding, they did mislead uh, uh, the, the federal government and pay off the federal government and the federal government censored information. Pfizer censored information. Twitter censored information. We know this, it's, been, it's come out as fact. And we also know now that all of these jabs are not 100% effective. They're, they're not 90% effective. They wane over time. This is why you have boosters. And now they're talking about the whole bivalent booster thing. But now the Wall Street Journal just shit all over that 
with an article that if you want, if you're a big fan, you can subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. I believe they are. Uh, I'll go and let you know what I'll plug the Wall Street Journal. See one week, say one dollar a week for one year. There you go. You get the Wall Street Journal. So nom. You get unlimited access, daily puzzles, audio versions of the articles, blah, 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 blah. So if you want to subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, you can. But it seems like – excuse me. Let me go backwards here. Um, the article that, that we're talking about, the deceptive campaign for bivalent COVID boosters. Studies show that they fail to live up to their promise, but vaccine makers and experts keep pushing them. I wonder if we can actually – play a little bit of this because the wall street this is an it's their opinion section but let me just close out of this crazy ass music here and misses of the week kim you're up first Okay, Paul, a huge hit to New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, uh, who at the ripe old age of 42 has announced that she is resigning because she says she no longer has enough gas in the tank to get the job done. Can we compare this to Washington, where whether it's the White House or Congress, uh, no matter how old or infirm or how clear the job isn't getting done, they refuse to shuffle off? <laughs> um, you know, I, I love that Ardern said that this job is hard governing, um, and I would hope that a few more in Washington would acknowledge that and follow her lead. All right, Bill. Uh, Paul, hit to Henry Kissinger. At Davos this week, he announced that he now believes Ukraine should be admitted to NATO. He had previously admitted to NATO. Congratulations to Kissinger at 99 for changing his mind. Alicia. <laughs> This is a miss to the 50 congressional Democrats who have written a letter to the President Biden urging him to impose rent control nationwide. Uh, Can we get to the fucking part about? All right. uh, And Dan. Hold on your hats, folks. But I'm actually giving a hit to Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. (laughs) Mayor Bowser has just recently vetoed a crime bill passed by the city council. Okay. Vetoed Mayor returning D.C. law. Democrats. Okay, so that was completely pointless. I'm sorry. I figured if you're going to pull up the Wall Street Journal and you're clicking on a section about the deceptive campaign for bivalent COVID boosters, you'd actually have the video here for exactly that. But I guess that's not how they do it. But whatever. Fine. We'll move on. I don't have a young, powerful Jamie here to fucking do my editing for me. I have an associate producer who sends me articles. It's my job to put this shit show together every, every week. But apparently the there's an article there about the effectiveness for these things, how they weren't even really tested for transmission. They, they really weren't properly tested. And apparently there was a European like parliament type of committee meeting. And then they were confronted point blank. Like, did you actually test these things to see if they worked or stop transmission or da 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 da? And so they're like, well, no. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? So what are we doing here? Did you test to see if it would make money? I think that's what the only test that they did. So the Wall Street Journal blasts this thing out. Meet Kevin, Kevin Paffrath on YouTube, covered it, and he's like, he is pissed. Now, Meet Kevin is your boy, okay? Meet Kevin is definitely a finance, you know, real estate type YouTuber who uses a lot of clickbaity pictures and stuff. I get it. But at the end of the day, he is one of us. This dude does call out bullshit when it is indeed 
bullshit and he doesn't follow the path like we do okay we're definitely a little more than he's a real estate guy he got focuses on real estate he's passionate about what he does he has a different energy but at the end of the day when he covered the wall street journal's op-ed about this whole thing he was fucking bullshit about it and i knew right then and there i was like i there's there's a reason i tr at least trust this guy um for his information about stocks and real estate and blah blah blah, blah, blah. i get it he is one of us he's not a fraud i don't think he's a fraud so He's just trying. He's just trying to make money, but he's not a skis bag. That's the thing. Um, so like, he was blowing up about the Wall Street Journal opinion, and then other groups were blowing up about the whole Pfizer thing, uh, or excuse me, the whole Project Veritas thing, which we can talk more about because at least the article is still up. But YouTube blocked the shit out of it. The thing is, though, what happened essentially was, well, I'll read about it. Okay, there we go. Let's see, do, 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 do. all right. So Pfizer's director, uh, mutate COVID, blah, 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 mutate COVID via directed evolution for companies to continue profiting off of vaccines. COVID is going to be a cash cow for us. That is not what we say to the public. People won't like that. Don't tell anyone. Jordan Tristan Walker, COVID uh, Pfizer Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations, MRNA Scientific Planner. Quote, one of the things we're exploring is like, we're, we don't just mute. Why don't we just mutate? COVID ourselves so we can create preemptively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that, which I understand if you're going to test to make sure that you can actually take care of something ahead of time. But we're talking about something that, well, if we're testing for viruses and we're testing to make sure that the next one we're going to make, the next vaccine or the next treatment is going to be more viable, well, how we know what to test it against? It's kind of what happened in Wuhan, China, don't you think? Anyways, moving on. Uh, so we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, you know, you could imagine nobody wants to have a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. <laughs> LOL. Walker, don't tell anyone. Promise you won't tell anyone. The way the experiment will work is that we put the virus in monkeys and we successfully cause them to keep infecting each other and we collect serial samples from them. Walker, again, this guy was, he, first of all, he's on a fucking grinder date and he's just spilling his guts. What a dumbass. Talk about a not signing a non-disclosure agreement. Oh, hold on. Let's get the music back. We need the music. There we go. Walker, you have to be very controlled to make sure that this virus, COVID, that you mutate doesn't create something that just goes everywhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. No, the, you know, if you don't understand history, you're doomed to repeat it, which I suspect is the way that the virus started in Wuhan, to be honest. It makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. It's bullshit. Oh, he does know his history. and He's going to repeat it anyway. Fantastic. Walker, from what I heard is that they, Pfizer scientists, are optimizing COVID mutation process, but they're going slow because everyone is very cautious. I bet they are. Cautious for cash. Obviously, they don't want to accelerate it too much. I think they are also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you are figuring out their future mutations. So Project Veritas released this new video today exposing Pfizer executive Jordan Tristan Walker, who claims that the company is exploring the way to mutate the virus via directed evolution to preempt the development of the future vaccines. Um... He says that it's different from gain of function, which is designed as a mutation that confers new or enhanced activity on a protein. In other words, it means that a virus such as COVID can become more potent depending upon the mutation scientific experiment performed on it. The Pfizer exec told a Veritas journalist who was undercover about his company's plans for COVID vaxes while acknowledging that people would not like this information if it went public. 
Um, so we already talked about how we're, you know, they're exploring about possibly mutating this stuff. From what I heard, Pfizer scientists are optimizing it. They're going slow. Everyone's very cautious. Obviously, they don't want to blah, blah, blah. So we already talked about these were all the bullet points at the beginning of the article. So you drew par parallels between the current Pfizer project and what happened in the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, which if you go on Google Maps and you go and find the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, you go and look at the reviews of the place, you'll happen to find that um, a certain positive sarcasm.com left a review there. So go ahead and check that out. Um, you're not, quote, you're not supposed to do gain of function research with viruses. Regularly not. We can do these selected structure mutations to make them more potent. There is research ongoing about that. I don't know how that is going to work. There better not be any more outbreaks because Jesus Christ, unquote, he said. Walker told the Veritas journalist that COVID has been instrumental for Pfizer's recent business success. He continues on. Okay, let me read this part here because this is important. It's like literally you're just you're just you're gloating about your job and then what you're doing. You don't understand who the fuck you're talking to. Part of what they want to do is some extent try to figure out there's new strains and variants that just pop up. So it's just like they're trying to catch them before they pop up. We can develop a, va a vaccine prophylactically, like for new variants, prophylactically, hmm, kind of like ivermectin. So that's why they like do it in a controlled lab where they say is a new epitope. E-P-I-T-O-P-E. And so if that comes out later or in the public, we already have a vaccine working. Veritas journalist. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Isn't it the best business model, though? Just control nature before nature ever happens itself, right? Walker. Yeah, if it works. Veritas journalist. What do you mean if it works? The amazing information you can get out of people when they when you literally they just they want their dick sucked. Because some of the times there are mutations that pop my words. Um, there, because some of the times there are mutations that pop up that we are not prepared for, like Delta, and oh, like with Delta and Omicron and things like that. Like who knows? I'm gonna get back to that in a second. And things like that. Who knows? Either way, it's going to be a cash cow. COVID is going to be a cash cow for us while going while going forward. Like obviously, Veritas journalist. Well, I think the whole research of the viruses and mutating it like would be the ultimate cash cow. Walker. Yeah, it would be perfect. Okay. So this part right here, Walker. Because there are times where mutations that pop up that we are not prepared for, like with Delta and Omicron. Okay, so when, according to evolutionary biology via Brett Weinstein and Heather Hying, evolutionary biology uh, strongly suggests that if you are in the middle of a pandemic or an epidemic or something like that where a virus is spreading, you when basically you let it flush through the population, you treat those who you can treat, you isolate those that want to be isolated, um, and that's how you essentially do that. And then at the end, if you have a vaccine that has been tested um, over a long span of time and it's proven to actually work and last, it takes years to direct, actually um, create a vaccine that has actual value, that is actually proven to work. After the pandemic's over, then you apparently can start to introduce the virus, or excuse me, the vaccine to the general public. If you introduce it in the, if you introduce the vaccine in the middle of the pandemic, what will happen is you, the virus will learn how to get around it. So forget about natural immunity for a second. But if you were introducing something, if you introduce a vaccine in the middle of the pandemic where this thing's already raging, the likelihood of the actual virus learning how to get around it and create more virile versions 
of itself in order to continue to circulate, it's, it escalates immensely that this is going to happen. So, for example, did we have um, in 2020, in the very, very beginning, you had the alpha variant, which so you had the SARS-CoV-1, which was like 10 years ago. And that came and went and nobody said shit about it. Um, it was pretty aggressive, but it was not as catchable. Let's just call it that. Now, the alpha variant came out and then in 2021, so you had in 2000, in 2020, you, I, you had the alpha variant, which was going through the entire globe, blah, 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 blah. People started reopening. By the time that 2020 was over, you had, I believe you had the end of the election. They said they had the, uh, a vaccine. They started implementing it. And then the Delta variant came around. So we were introducing a vaccine. When, when did the Delta variant? Let me just double check here. I want to get my facts correct. When did the Delta variant occur? Let's just double check here. I want to be right about this. Um, including if it causes... So the Delta variant was 2021. So one year later. So approximately six months after the vaccine started to get into the general public, we started seeing the Delta variant. And then after more and more vaccines started rolling out and the efficacy of the first doses started to go down, you started to see the Omicron variant, which was even more airborne, which is even more catchable, even more transmissible. That's the word I'm looking for. So, the, so trying to flatten the curve by isolating everyone, that didn't work. All of our immune systems went down. They were restricting treatments for monoclonal antibodies, hydroxychloroquine, and ivermectin. You couldn't get that. You really couldn't get the shit if it was identifiable in your packages. So that was when the when it first started happening. It's like, what the fuck? So the question is, did the now the Delta variant could was was rough. Like if you had the Delta variant, you had a bad you had a bad week. But there were a lot of people that had the Alpha variant and they were fine. But there was also you had to take into account in the very very beginning we didn't understand what was going on. A bunch of people who were not healthy were getting a serious respiratory virus. Who already had inflammation problems. Who were already on medication. Who already had severe malnutrition, severe severe mal body. And then you also had the old people. And then you had all the people in New York who haven't seen daylight in 27 fucking years, all of a sudden their vitamin, they realize they're vitamin D deficient. Here comes COVID. Here comes COVID. And just completely annihilates them. And what does is, what is New York City do? They start throwing people on, uh, on fucking ventilators, cranking up, the, uh, cranking up the, 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 the air pressure going into their lungs, blasting damaged lungs, and ending up killing everybody. 80% apparently of people on respirators uh, uh, died. Jesus Christ, you could have given them Dayquil and they would have been better in three, four days. That's it. A little bit of Alka-Seltzer Plus. And the next thing you know, you're back to work in two weeks. So the question is, did the Delta variant occur faster or more aggressively due to the fact that there was a vaccine already being implemented into the general public? I know it was available for Dartmouth-Hitchcock Hospital for employees there back in January of 2021. And it was, and there were shot clinics going on for days and days and days and days and days and days. People lined up to get that shit stuck in their arm 
And then they were stabbing kids too, apparently. And kids were basically immune to this shit unless you were feeding your kids fucking graham cracker cookie cakes every fucking morning, causing them to be 1,200 pounds and sending them off to school with 10, 22 juice packs. Other than that, kids were fine with it. Kids are more damaged by the flu than anything else. The flu will give you a bad fucking day. But the fact is, is that the Delta variant came in approximately four to five months after ki- people started get, start getting stabbed with this shit. So you're... Apparently, according to evolutionary biology, you're not supposed to introduce, not treatments, but vaccines during the shit show. You're supposed to do it afterwards, apparently. But they did it anyways. And there's already enough problems with the scientific process, whether it comes to the origin of what we're te- of how we are testing and how we are measuring, than the peer-reviewed. Uh, the peer-reviewed journals, all that shit. That's already... Once you introduce something new into science or into medicine, you're already stepping on uh, other people's toes because you're essentially erasing their livelihood. So you create like a new math... You know, there's a guy out there who works as a math professor at MIT, and then some jerk-off comes along with a new math problem. Am I literally doing goodwill hunting? Yes, I am. Well, that's actually true because what you're doing is when you introduce something that stomps on somebody else's old formula that they make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in tenure teaching and you come along with your little fucking, hey, you know, how do you like them apples? And you shit all over their process. They're essentially out of a fucking job unless they find a way to adapt. It's the same thing with medicine, with the school of medicine, with science itself, with evolutionary biology. It's the same goddamn thing. Some people are not willing to adapt and learn. They want to just protect what's own, even, even protect their own, even though they know it's a lie or not really a lie, but it's old ways of thinking. It's not like Newton's law or an Einstein's theory. Newton's law still has truths to it. Newton's law still is true. It's still a law. It just it has a limit. Einstein's theory is true, but it'll be proven that it has a limit. So what Dr. John Campbell and Project Veritas and Barry Weiss and Tim Poole and Matt Taibbi and all these people that and that are and Brett Weinstein, Heather Heining especially, what they're showing is is that not only was it a bad idea to introduce introduce these jabs in the middle of the fucking pandemic, they uh, that masks unless it was possibly an N95 that none of this shit worked that you didn't need to clean your countertops for COVID that um, kids were not susceptible to this bullshit they didn't they didn't need it that all this stuff that was you know hardcore religious law in the very very beginning that it was all bullshit but now we're starting to find now we're finding out that Twitter was censoring misinformation heavily that the federal government was obviously with the mandates was a huge bullshit shit show that I had to deal with in the very when it all came about thank god for the fucking supreme court we're learning that Pfizer itself was cherry picking its data in order to give that off to the CDC who was also in collusion this is the CDC the center for disease control we rely heavily on them for latest informations and updates they are not an arm a branch of the government. They uh, there's three. You got the legislative, the, de- the the freaking the douchebag on the top, and you got the judicial branch. That's it. The CDC is not a branch of government. 
Okay, they don't make policy. They make recommendations. They should not be treated other than that. So there are so many people at fault here for essentially colluding, conspiring, conspiring, and doing all kinds of horrible, shady shit that Project Veritas is finding out about. So this whole thing that I'm talking about here with Delta and Omicron, those quite possibly could have been because the vaccine was rolled out way too early and that it wasn't properly tested. So therefore, you get these really aggressive uh, variants such as Delta and Omicron. It's like, okay, whatever. And then I believe they even skipped one of these freaking variants because apparently it would have upset China. Anyways, moving on. Um, Walker went on to explain how big pharma and government officials such as the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, have mutual interests in that how that is not in the benchrists of the American people. Walker, big pharma is a revolving door for all government officials. Veritas, wow. Walker, in any industry though, so in the pharma industry, all the people who review our drugs, eventually most of them will come to for will come work for pharma companies. And in the military, defense government officials eventually work for defense companies afterwards. Veritas Journal, how do you feel about the revolving door? Walker, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. It's bad for everybody else in America. Why? Because when the regulators reviewing our drugs know that once they stop regulating, they are going to work for the company. They are not going to be as hard towards the company that's going to give them a job. So, Project Veritas basically did this whole recording of this guy basically talking all this shit about what he does and how Pfizer essentially is just trying to pave the way to make more money off of a pandemic that whether on its own or due to human intervention caused the deaths of millions of people. Supposedly, the data is not confirmed. Dying from COVID and with COVID is two different things. And if that's true, you broke your arm, you died, you just ran down as a COVID death so you can get that check from the federal government. Moving on. This guy gets confronted shortly after having this his last date. James O'Keefe walks in. The guy loses his shit, calls the police, starts trying to break all the fucking iPads, showing him that he's looking like an asshole, says he's lying. He runs off. NYP, he doesn't want them to leave. He wants. He's basically having this fucking meltdown because he's a full-blown sociopath. NYPD shows up. They're like, yeah, if that dude was still here, he'd be under arrest. Doesn't charge Project Veritas with anything. Project Veritas puts this on YouTube. And, of course, YouTube, fucking, this video has been removed for violating YouTube's community guidelines. Why? Community guidelines, blah, blah, blah. What areas does it cover? Blah, 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 blah. Fucking hilarious. But however, is the video still available? Absolutely. I mean, the thing has like 20 million views on Twitter. Well, that was like three days ago. It's probably double that at this point. Everybody's talking about it. And even me, Kevin, is talking about it too. He referenced it hard and he's like, okay, I'm going to listen about, talk about this and under, try to understand this rationally and to give you my opinion. And he's about it because he knows he does not like it when companies do shady shit. And Pfizer's no exception to the rule. So... What do we what do we take away from all of this? The federal government lied to us and tried to force us into into submission. So they I mean, you remember that fucking oh, I showed that horrible thing that what's his nuts, the former mayor of New York, Mayor um the fuck's his nuts. Bill de Blasio, you know, 
hey, you get free french fries and a free burger if you get the COVID shot. It's like, oh, my God. And then we're pushing more boosters on us. It's like, this shit's free. It's like the government is never that charitable. Remember, think about this. The government gives – if you are a regular working American, the government gives nothing away for free. You have to understand that. They don't give anything away for free, and you're paying for it. Okay, do you think Pfizer just gave them these fucking vaccines and then they're just going to give them to you? Pfizer made billions upon billions upon billions of dollars and still is with this bullshit. And they're shoving it down your throats. And at one time point, they were forcing you to. And the government already gave Pfizer a non-liability clause. Which means that they don't. They're, they eventually, I guess at this point, can just walk away and be like, we made all this money. We don't have it, We don't have to give it back. You can't sue us. What does that say for other companies like Liberty Mutual or a mom and pop shop that said, if you don't take the shot, you're fucking fired? Or all the hospital workers. That that's a at this point is a mandated if you work in a hospital setting, you still have to get this shit. Even though all this science is rolling out. A lot of people are going to be throwing their hands up saying, well, this is what the government told us to do. We didn't have a choice. It's like, how is that going to fly? Honestly, if it wasn't for the Daily Wire, I still would be – I'd be fucked. But thankfully, I stood by my principles. I stood by my principles, and millions of other Americans did the same thing, and we prevailed. The vast majority of us prevailed. I mean, remember, we they fought in the city of New York. There was a massive lawsuit about you know police and fire and other public safety official, officials who got fucking shit-canned for refusing the virus, refusing the vaccine. And then they won their lawsuit back, and they had – the city of New York had to give them their jobs back with back pay. Back pay. Do you have any idea how much a fucking public official uh, – a public official – a public safety official, public safety employee in the city of New York makes in six months, which is essentially the timeline of how much they lost their job? They had to hire them back and had to give them back pay. So if it's several thousands of employees – Six months versus say it's thirty grand. Thirty grand times like you know thousands upon thousands. Like holy shit, that's millions upon millions of dollars that all of a sudden the city of New York has to come up with on a dime. It's like what are you gonna do? Well, obviously everybody, all these companies are doubling down. Obviously doubling down, but from what I understand, um, Pfizer issued a statement about. Here we go. John Campbell, my fucking boy. Let's go ahead and get him on 1080p and clean this up here. So Pfizer issues a press statement. Now, what is it about? Um, allegations have been made related to the gain of function and directed evolution research at Pfizer, and the company would like to set the record straight. All right. Let's give John Campbell, my boy, all the attention he deserves. Nine minutes and 25 seconds. This is my fucking boy here. Let's go ahead and shut down this music, and let's give my boy the time he deserves. Dr. John Campbell. Welcome to today's talk, Sunday, the 29th of January. Now, I got a surprise uh, when I looked at this. This is a press release from Pfizer, and we're going to be looking at what this uh, says. Now, um, it's from Pfizer. It was released at uh, 8 p. Now, this is this is Pfizer's press statement, just so I say. Pfizer's press statement directly regarding the video that project veritas dropped this is their response to it yeah on um friday so someone must have been working late a couple hours late out of the office on friday uh, evening strange time to release it 
New York, uh, January the 27th, 2023, allegations have been recently made. So allegations apparently have recently been made relating to gain of function and directed evolution research at Pfizer. Direct quote from the website, and the company would like to set the record straight. So that's good. Pfizer are going to set the record straight. Now, unfortunately, they don't refer to the allegations that they're referring to. So we really don't know what they're talking about. They could be talking about anything. All we, all we know is that they say there's allegations. So it could be allegations that stem from a rumour, for example. We really don't know. A rumour that talked about a mutating a virus preemptively developing a, a vaccine for new variants that have been artificially generated. Um, such a rumour may contain swearing or casual blasphemy. We, we, we don't know because it's not, um, we're not, we're not told, the press release doesn't tell us. Uh, this could be being considered for the future within the company, according to a rumour, but as I say, we don't know. Could have come up at a meeting. Um, one possible method could be ongoing deliberate reinfection of monkeys. Serial reinfection of monkeys. Now, John Campbell does not. Dr. John Campbell, give him respect for the rec. Uh, if you've never met him, he doesn't. His sarcasm is quietly built into a lot of the things that he says. He doesn't change his tone. He doesn't get uh, vocally. He doesn't change his tone. He's if he's upset, same tone. If he's happy, same tone. If he's sarcastic, same tone. Everything's built in. So try to listen for the nuance. This is an example of what we would call directed evolution. Analyze the viruses as they mutate and select the viruses that have the desired properties. For example, a virus that is, uh, has more immune escape, uh, more infectivity, if these are the properties you wanted, uh, increased pathogenicity. So um, a, a virus could be selected that has more immune escape. Therefore, previous vaccines wouldn't work against it. Therefore, you'd have to have a new virus, which conveniently you might have already <laughs> on the shelf, just ready to come out because you kind of know what's coming because you've directed the evolution and uh, you sell a lot of new vaccines. Of course, the immune escape would mean that potentially billions of people around the world who'd had the infection would potentially be reinfected. Um, and if there was increased pathogenicity, that would be terrifying because that would make people sicker. Um, now, of course, I mean, I mean, of course, we don't know. This is just this is just a rumor. The allegations may or may not be based on this rumor. Um, so then you could reinfect another lot of monkeys with this new improved, improved for whom virus, and then the evolutionary process goes on. Uh, this is basically how we've got all the different sorts of dogs that we have. That took place over millennia, though, where this takes place over a short period of time. But as I say, we don't know. Uh, it may depend on how experiments are working out, indicates that experiments are going on already. You know, but of course, we don't know that. Uh, scientific gene genetic manipulation, specific genetic manipulation to facilitate selective structural mutants, mutations to make a virus more potent may not have been admitted to. Uh, because that would be potentially a, a, a new pandemic of horrific proportions, potentially. Uh, there may have been talk, who knows, there may have been talk about a revolving door with government officials. <laughs> Um, so we could have people working in, in industry, making lots of money, then getting government jobs. And um, now, of course, no one's saying that people in the American or the UK government official capacities would be in any way influenced by huge sums of money. 
um, they, they would remain objective in their government posts, we would assume. Well, of course they would. Uh, they're, they're public servants. Um, but the revolving door could have been discussed. Who knows? Uh, and it could have been said that this is good for the industry, but bad for everyone else in America. But of course, we don't know. So um, is that the allegation that they're talking about? We, we don't know. They don't they don't specify. So let's stop speculating and get back to what we do know from the press release. The ongoing development of Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is talked about in the press release. Pfizer has not conducted gain-of-function or directed evolution research. So they're straightening us out, clarifying the position. They have not conducted gain-of-function or directed evolution research. That's what Pfizer tell us, direct from their press release. Working with collaborators, we've conducted research where the original SARS coronavirus 2 virus has been used to express spike protein from new variants of concern. Now, if I've got this wrong, Pfizer can contact me and I will immediately correct it. But it sounds to me like this. We have the original Wuhan virus here with its uh, spike proteins, of course, that we know about. Now, it sounds like they've been taking this original uh, this original virus this uh, original Wuhan virus and adding spike proteins from a different uh, from a different virus. So in the end, the new virus we have is not the original Wuhan virus. It's not the new one. It's a uh, combination of two organisms, what you might call a Frankenstein virus. Um, I must say that uh, idea of a brand new virus with unpredictable emergent properties terrifies me. But that's only me. I'm, I'm a timorous man. But that's what they're definitely uh, admitting to on their website. All the other things were rumours which may or may not. Um, we don't know because they haven't told us what they're talking about. I mean, they could be talking about two blokes talking in a pub somewhere in Southern Ireland. We, we, we don't know. It's just we don't, they don't tell us. Um, this work is undertaken once a new variant of concern has been identified by the public health authorities. This research provides a way for us to rapidly assess the ability of an existing vaccine to induce antibodies that neutralise newly identified variants of concern. Hmm. OK, direct quote from their, their paper. In a limited number of cases, when a full virus does not contain any known gain of function mutation, such viruses may be engineered to enable the assessment of antiviral activity in cells. Viruses may be engineered. Again, I'm just maybe a weak and timorous man, but that terrifies me. The idea of engineering a virus terrifies me. We know a little bit of what viruses can do. Fact-based information rooted in sound science is virtually is vitally important to overcome the COVID-19 pandemic and Pfizer remains committed to transparency in helping alleviate and devastating burdens of this disease. Okay. Um, sound science and maybe things are progressing at the speed of science you never know that would be good wouldn't it it's vitally important i would have thought 
natural immunity is vitally important in overcoming the COVID pandemic, but of course, um, this is Pfizer. Um, clever scientists, one would assume. Even if they do get drunk occasionally, um, or one of them maybe got drunk occasionally once, who knows, it's just a rumour. Um, anyway, they seem to think they're vitally important. Maybe a little bit of self-importance there, but uh, it was not self-important from time to time. Right, that's the end of the video. Um, I'm going to leave the last um, completely separate topic now, but this is a scene just... I just put this in to add a bit of culture, really. Um, this is a scene from the great bard, William Shakespeare himself, uh, from uh, Act 3, Scene 2 of Hamlet, spoken by Queen Gertrude. Uh, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. I always find Shakespeare a bit hard to understand, so whatever that means. It sounds nice, doesn't it? The lady doth protest too much, methinks. We'll leave it there. But as we say, it's only a rumour because we don't know what these allegations are about. So thank you for watching. Oh, and if Pfizer wants to clarify what allegations they're talking about, of course, we can always issue corrections and sort things out. But thank you for watching. I cannot tell you how much fucking sarcasm is actually in that video. So he wants to talk about Shakespeare. I'll tell you this. If you guys have seen the show Chernobyl on HBO, that miniseries about the reactor explosion, the new, worst nuclear reactor explosion in history in the so former Soviet Union, quote, every lie incurs a bit of debt to the truth. Sooner or later, that debt is paid. Basically, nobody wants to admit they were wrong. Nobody wants to admit that they lied. Everybody wants to double down and force you into believing that what they are saying is true. The mainstream media will not cover it. The federal government will not talk about ivermectin. They will not talk about vitamin D. They will not talk about hydroxychloroquine. They will not talk about uh, natural immunity. The CDC is going slower than a dead caterpillar. I cannot tell you how much I disprove and do not believe anything that Pfizer is saying, that any of these vaccine monkeys are fucking telling us, that the federal government is saying, that the uh, social media companies are blocking you for your own good, violating community guidelines. Okay, well, the community wants to hear this. The community wants to see the truth. We don't want to hear your narrative anymore because we know what you're doing is wrong. We see it. We watch John Campbell tiptoeing around this. He doesn't say Project Veritas. He wants to keep his channel on. That's why Rumble is becoming such a big deal nowadays. Everything they're saying is a lie. Okay? Everything they're saying is a lie. You cannot believe these people anymore. You know they're full of shit. You want to believe them because it's convenient for you. It's so much harder to seek out the truth yourself when you're just willing to wake up in the morning, whenever that may be, and take in that processed information so you can get on with your shitty day. I'm not the best thinker in the world, but I am an independent thinker. I know that throughout all of this, I focused on my health and wellness 
but just general basic rules in vitamin and supplements in daily life, health and lifestyle. I trust the body, steroided up bodybuilding community when it comes to health and wellness way more than anything the CDC, the federal government, or Pfizer says. A hundred percent. I'll take a fucking – give me Brooke Walker who just competed at the Olympia, this little freaking five-foot-two steroided physique girl, okay, who literally just took home uh, third place in the most prestigious bodybuilding uh, uh, show there is on planet Earth. I'll take all her advice all day long. She's not an MD. She's not even a fucking intern at a hospital. I'll take her advice all day long over some asshole at Pfizer or the medical doctor who charged me $163 for a 15-minute meeting once. She's way smarter. She understands the body way more than those assholes do. Or they're, she's, she would at least be willing to tell me the truth about what I should do with it. These guys know what's up. They know what they're saying. They know they're say, what they're saying is a lie. They know they don't care. It is all about cash and making that buck and having a revolving door in order for them to just be greedy cows. They don't give a shit. They just want to feed you processed information so they can make a shit ton of money. Money and control. That's how it always is. I trust the bodybuilding community way more than I trust any of these assholes at the CDC, the federal government, Pfizer, FDA, whatever. They want to do it so they can tr- – then guess what? When they feel like they're losing their, their grip, they reinstall more fear. Update fear 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. More fear. P- install more fear into the general masses and you have control. The thing is, is when they when the general mass, the general population is no longer afraid of the shit that you're putting out there, that is the key to victory. That is the key to winning back your independence. Because we all know damn well that the federal government and these large corporations are in bed with one another and they're using this back and forth, essentially money laundering and control laundering in order to control the narrative and control the population and forcing them to do their will. That's not really working. That narrative is crumbling right now. And John Campbell is a perfect example. And actually, John Campbell and Meet Kevin are a perfect example of those who bought the narrative in the beginning and now know that it's all 100% bullshit. Safe and effective? My ass. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at Positive Sarcasm. You can't find me on TikTok. I got rid of that shit. Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. You can find me. This channel is uh, on Rumble and on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. Um, so Rumble primarily and Facebook as a backup. For the video portion, you can find this, of course, on Substack, the audio version, and anywhere else podcasts are available. That includes you know, Apple. That includes Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Stitcher. You know, I've done it. I've done as much as possible to make this available to you on whatever format you deem uh, easy and convenient for you. Just not YouTube, because when you start censoring me, there are two platforms that are that have censored me, and I am no longer on them. TikTok censored me, and YouTube censored me. So. YouTube, the podcast was on there. It wasn't doing well. They blocked one of my things, and I said, fuck it, I'm out of here. If I'm going to have low viewership, I'm going to have low viewership on other channels. And yet, I go to Substack. They're like, welcome here. We got some viewers. Go on Rumble. Got some viewers. Stick to the audio version. Got more viewers. Got more listeners. Good. Don't need YouTube. They weren't helping me anyways. 
So I'm not gonna narr- I'm not gonna change my narrative or you know censor what I self self censor what I say in order to gain more subscribers. How the fuck would I sleep at night? I'm well rested, and it's for a reason. I go to bed with a clear conscience. Start by being honest. Start by taking care of yourself, and stop by digesting this process bullshit that the government and that these federal these federal branches and that the CDC and that Pfizer are throwing at you. Sometimes this podcast is silly and goofy and discombobulated. Other times we got to talk about some serious shit because motherfuckers are lying to you. And it's all out and it's essentially all out there now. There's nothing that they can say and put out there that you know is bull it ain't bullshit. So, give me in the meantime, you can find me on those social media uh, social medias. You can know where dot podcasts are available. You can also simply simply put, you can download it directly from my website positivesarcasm.com. You can download the audio and stream the audio directly from my website. Just go into the podcast section. It's right there. Questions, concerns, comments, email me there or directly with the subject podcast, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can also check out my uh, reaction channel for music and stuff. If you just want to check out some new metal songs and stuff like that, go on there. Check that out if you're into that kind of thing. I'm having a lot of fun doing that part-time channel. Questions, concerns, comments. You guys know where to find me. Uh, this, posting this a little bit late um, because uh, I wanted to have a fun weekend, get some rest, and then get back at it. Now, after this, I'm going to take Chase for a walk. I'm going to lift some weights. I'm going to get right back at it and take my vitamins. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week. Even though it is already next week, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Whew. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. Fear hits like a drug in the veins. Hard to stop like a runaway train. Look around, but there's nobody to blame. Oh, what a shame.